Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Right. Okay, tune in, scene three, shot one, take 39. Get it right this time, guys. I'll try. I'll try and get it right, Steve. I'll try and get it right. <laughs> Where do I talk to them? Um, you talk to the camera, <laughs> but not yet. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Um, Andy and Dave on another Tuesday tune-in. Yep. A little bit different this week, isn't it? Um, not the bobbin heads that you see on a weekly basis. So, Dave, today, we thought we'd talk about equipment, didn't we? My head is going to be bobbing quite a bit. <laughs> it is, no, yeah, especially it's... when we're looking at Steve's camera over there. Yeah, no, we have video guy Steve with us, and... Um... Yeah, we always know that that's going to be a special day. One thing we have to do that we always do, because if you're playing bingo out there, clearly you need to know, is are we live? Because um, although I trust these guys to know because they're miles better at us, <laughs> but not live. Yeah. But we, yeah, there we are. Nice. We are live. We are live, Dave. I can't see. I forgot my glasses. <laughs> looking good, looking <laughs> good. So, yeah, we're, we're from the Evertrek HQ today. And we thought, especially after our training weekend uh, a couple of weeks ago, where we... Talk, we had a little bit of a session around equipment. It's something we do on every training weekend. Um, and we've got a little video for you guys today. We'll, we'll drop that in about halfway, so make sure you stick around for that. Um, it's a really good uh, video of the weekend that we did. Um, you hear of some, from some Evertrekkers. Yep. Uh, a little bit of, obviously, ignore the Welsh weather. I mean, that's, that's what it's like on a training weekend. Um, but yeah, so we came up with the idea of doing a little bit about equipment. So we thought we'd pack as if we're kind of literally going to Kilimanjaro or Everest Base Camp or even Mount Tupcow. So... Dave's got his bag down there. We couldn't yep. fit two on the table, could we? On the table, no. I mean, I have to have the fan here. <laughs> it's warm in here. It it's is very warm today. Warm. I mean, it's typical yeah. that after the training weekend, we filmed it in the rain. I know. And then the very next day when Steve had left, beautiful sunshine. <laughs> it was, Steve. Glorious sunshine. Um, so, yeah, we, it's, it's, it's a bit different because we're, it's a bit weird because we've packed like we're going. Um, and obviously, we can't travel very far at the moment, unfortunately. But, right, we're going to go through it. Um, you know, we're going to look at, say, different types of boots. Um, we're also going to look at different uh, the, the, the layers, the three layers. Um, so we've got base layers, you know, you've got the mid layer, and then you've got the down jackets. We'll also talk about waterproofs um, and you know maybe how to clean it and waterproof it as well. And then we've got bits and bobs that kind of come into it, you know. So the the other the kind of main bits that we use, Dave, the main dulls that come the into main dull boutons <laughs> that we always pack, obviously. Uh, if you've if you've ever heard of us or watched one of these before, um, but right, Dave, where should we start? Um, I reckon we start at the bottom. Of the kit. Of the kit bag. Wow, yeah. this is going to get messy very yeah, quickly. Yeah, no, uh, we'll start at the bottom and work our way up. Oh, we? so, I see. Yeah, I see. So, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we start with boots? Well, let's, let's, let's open this bad boy up. Because obviously we? everyone's got yeah. their markers ready, so we're going to need to get it ready okay, at some point. Okay, okay. Well, so, tell you what, you've got some boots then. Yeah, let's so let's bring those I'll in, Dave. So, yeah, yeah. These are the um, three of my pairs of boots. Yeah, yeah. The different ones that I obviously use. And for the purposes of authenticity, I haven't actually cleaned them or anything like that. I've left all the grass. Well, since training weekend. Since training weekend, yeah. So um, hopefully we can see these in trouble. What I'll do, I'll put them on your bag. So Go that's on, yeah. the Mindel Bhutan. It's a good boot, that. It's it's okay, that isn't it? And the one thing right. I should say, Oof, in smells a bit. <laughs> Mate, that smells of success. <laughs> one of the things I should talk about in inside those as well, yeah. but I can't actually get it out, is the insoles. Um, these are. Um, the Gore-Tex North Face Hedgehog mid, yep. so they've been to base camp as well. Oh, that's so good. Sorry, that fan mate is going to be needed. We got to steal that from time. So. <laughs> yeah. And these ones, we have a lot of questions about people that want to know if they want if they can use um barefoot ones. Yeah. And a sock in there. And um, these are the the Vibro barefoot. Vibro See, they're barefoot. quite. There's mixed feelings on that, right? Because there's not too much protection on the boot. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't like them. Um, they're good boots, but. 
Right, there we go then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where I think you've got to work up if you're going to do a hike, a yeah. big hike, a multi-day hike in yeah. these. I've done one, I think it was either the Horseshoe Ridge or one of those types of walks with right. these on and my feet were killing me at the end of the day. Yeah. So I I think that's because I hadn't actually worked my way up to go in on something yeah. like that. But that they're very flexible. I mean, you think, look yeah. at that. So that's obviously... So you'd be interested to hear, like, um, especially people on, on the live today, um, you know, it'd be great to see. Do comment as well. It's, I know it's a bit weird because we can't really see all the comments today because we're literally watching it like you are. Um, but yeah, let us know who's around. It'd be good to know on, on here. I can see already that Ramona, Leah, Bry, um, uh, Jane, even Evertrek's on here. Oh, great. It's always good to see Evertrek. Rebecca, nice. um, you're on here. Alan, uh, all the usual guys. Evertrek, it's great to see all you on. If you've used those boots before, it'd be interesting. Po post your comments. Yeah. Um, just a little bit about how you found them, because personally, I haven't used those barefoot ones before. Um, but I know clearly they, you know, some people do use them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know. You know how you're getting on with them. Uh, I know if you've been part of the Evertracker community for a while now, you're probably going to be using, or at least I see a lot of on, you know, especially the training weekends. I saw all the boots. People are on the treks. Obviously, ones like these are kind of mainstays, really, aren't they, of, yeah. of the trekking community, so, Scarpers, you know, the classics. But it'd be interesting to hear about Barefoot, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, yeah. I wanted to like them because yeah. I really like the idea of strengthening your feet and not having any soreness. So Rebecca uh, has put put them in the bin. Put them in the bin, yeah. We got a bin? No, no. Because, no. <laughs> I, I, honestly, do you know what they are? Some of them will like them, Rebecca. They're festival boots. Okay. Nice. So, festival yeah, boots. these yeah, yeah. ones have been to base camp. So these are the North yeah. North Face Hedgehogs. They're a Gore-Tex mm -hmm. material. They've got some leather, some synthetic on them. Yeah. Um, this is the Mandel Bhutan. You can see the difference already. They're both classed as mid-boots, but one of them is definitely Significantly much, heavier, isn't much it? Much higher, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. You just saw how I could bend. That's really stiff. Yeah, yeah. Inside as well is the... Hold your nose. The, the Superfeet Trailblazer. I can't so, smell it's those guys over there. You are. So, yeah, it's got quite a hard bottom, but honestly, yeah. it's not so much to do with the cushioning. All the cushioning comes from the sole of the boot. The Vibram sole. So yeah. this is yeah. it, it's really revolutionized like how well I train and how well I hike. And so, yeah, I literally use the Mandels. Have we got more? Sorry, yeah, uh, I just remember it was Joel, uh, Joel Palmer, saying that the um, the plants behind are dying with the smell of those boots. Yeah. I think, honest, yeah, we got a couple of casualties not, already. You, but, I'll um, be honest, do you know what they smell like? I genuinely, they smell like wax because I re-waxed them for the training. It smells like end. experience, mate. That's yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, that is my all-time favourite boot at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, these have done Killy twice, uh, Killy yeah. once, Base Camp twice. Um, these ones I've been to Base Camp in. They're perfectly good for things like Base yeah. Camp. They're a bit more flexible again than the main door. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just outright comfort and how my feet feel, I definitely prefer those. I'm going to pull these um, you're gonna, pull these out the bag. You're going to take it up a notch, no? Yeah, take it up a notch because... You know, uh, for Mick, who I hope's on the live, I haven't seen your name pop, Mick. Uh, definitely drop us if you're if you're in here, um, and anyone else that's doing any, um, you know, high altitude uh, climbing with us. So that could be Island Peak, Mera Peak. Uh, if you're looking at Aconcagua, um, I wish that would come unstuck. I'll try and get off now. There we go. Yeah. Um, so these these are actually really good. They're Scarpa. I think it's called Shamo. So that's C H A M O Z. Really, really good boots for um, you know any winter mountaineering. That you're going to do, especially in the UK, you know, if you're in Scotland, North Wales, if you're doing Toop Cal in winter, potentially these could be really good. Yeah. Um, I'd say probably not because I haven't got we haven't got all the boots today, but just you know, before it spark a conversation about it, is that I I'd probably go a little bit. You you could probably get away with these on Island Peak um, or Mera Peak, 
Tubecal in winter. If you're looking at Aconcagua, I'd probably say you need to step it up a little bit yeah. because you're going to you know, almost 7,000 metres. There's not a lot of insulation in these. So you, you might have seen, uh, Dave, like La, La Sportiva, yep. especially you see on Everest quite a lot, and they've got the covering that comes on top here. Yeah, so it's a dual layer. It's a dual layer of more insulation. Dual right? layer plastic outer boot yeah. with an inner boot that's kind of a fabric. Yeah. These are really good because they are. this is a B2. Yeah. So the reason you can tell they're a B2 is, one, they're very stiff, so you won't be able to bend that at all. Yeah. But most importantly, you've got the welk at the back, so a, a, a C2 crampon will have a, a nose cage over the front of the boot yeah. and actually an, a welt that, and then the wire sort of clips in like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, I would happily wear that. I'd probably wear that on Island Peak. Yeah. I'd happily wear that to Tupcal, anything like that. That would be really, really good. Um, <laughs> but these are really designed to be used as, they're, they're like a climbing tool. They're so stiff that you can actually put an edge of a boot and yeah. um, it'll form a good platform and stuff like that. So yeah. Well, they're really good. good. I, I I kind of wore them uh, weirdly because of uh, obviously because because of, of our good friend COVID. The first winter day I actually did was in May this year, May, um, up in North Wales, and I tested them out. Um, now my feet, again, because I had you know done much winter trekking or climbing, um, you know, because we, we weren't able to go many places. Um, you know, my, my feet were probably a bit softer than normal. Usually you got to wear them in and they definitely needed wearing in. Like yeah. I had a blister at the, probably about an hour in and it's, I wouldn't say it's just because of them. It's just because they're rigid. Yeah. So I think that's something to think about as well. If you go in on a, um, a high altitude expedition or, you know, like climbing Island Peak, Mara Peak or Aconcagua, you know, wear in those winter boots because they, you know, they can blister up quite quickly and that's, 100%. It's not good on a multi-day trek, then you've got to handle that blister. Um, just something, something to think about. Well, 100%. I mean, I made the mistake, like we've mentioned before, wearing yeah. a pair of uh, B2s on the uh, Glencoe Challenge. And um, genuinely was... Big broken. mistake, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, if I was climbing Killy or something like that, I, and I felt my feet were in that condition, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, that's an extreme example because you don't do 26 miles on those tracks. <laughs> but yeah, it did. It was a that killer. was Yeah, that was a well, learning no. curve, right? A learning curve. I'm just going through some of the comments just while we're talking about this. Um, Jim Blues, is that a Morrison's dry bag? I can see. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's Morrison's. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's very good quality. Bag for life, mate. Cost bag 10 pence life. in Wales. Mm -hmm. um, how many pairs of boots do you need to pack? Asking for a friend. This is from Bry. I mean, essentially, if you're going on a trek to base camp, um, or uh, <laughs> sorry, doing close up with the bag there. Very good, Steve. Yeah, um, yeah if you go in on a trek to, to base camp, uh, Kilimanjaro, um, you know, anything like Tupcal, you know, any anything like that, Elbrus, even you, you're gonna have more than one pair in your bag. I, I say, I say pair, not just boots, but you've got your trekking shoes as well. Yeah, so because whilst we're on boots, so we got the boots there, I think we're kind of done with the boots. I brought, um, let's have a look, let's dig in, let's dig deep here, let's dig deep. What have like you got, a, What have I, you got? Um, what have I got? Some oh, nice trekking poles there, mate. Where'd you get them? Um, I nabbed them off a close friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so again, we're going to go to the trekking shoes now, or trail shoes. You know, there's loads of different types out there. Salomon makes some really good ones. These are, I don't know if you can actually see there, they're quite worn well in. I, I don't go trekking much in these because the grips actually, like I've, I've worn these to death. But essentially, they're, um, the, the bottom of these, I think, are... What are they called again? Yeah, contour grip. Because there's two different types of grips you can get. You've got contour grip, you've got Vibram. And I think even Michelin have come in now to do sort of bottom of, of, of the um, uh, the soles of trekking trail shoes. Yep. Sorry, breathe there. And um, Vibram tends to be the more expensive and sort of last longer. Uh, contour grip is pretty good as well. I'd say you, you, know, you definitely save yourself a few bob if you buy these. 
and the Michelin is quite hard. You know, so you can imagine it's like putting on you know a pair of tires on the bottom of your feet. It's a bit weird, um, you know, but it, they, they they do work. But again, they're quite hard, so if your feet are quite soft, not too good. Anyway, um, trail shoes super important, especially after you've been in your boots all day and you want to take them off. Um, you know, which is good to do because you want to air your feet. You know, you don't want to build up the sweat on your feet, yep. and you can just relax with these. I think people like. Some people choose to wear flip-flops or sliders. I think... I might have a Dave, you're, you're, a, you're a sliders man, aren't you? Yeah, I might have a pair in there. I'm not going to dig around for too long, but yeah, I do, yeah. So... Um, oh, you do have the sliders. Nice. These are... Uh, yeah, they all, they're, they're never too far away. These yeah. ones are really, really worn. Yeah. And they got chewed by a dog in um, uh, Kathmandu. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they, uh, yeah. yeah they, they, they just live in that bag now. Brilliant. Wherever I go, they go. And I wore these around the campsite on Killy. I wear them yeah, in yeah. the lodge and stuff like that. Perfectly comfortable. The main reason I bought these over flip-flops is you put them on the floor by your bed, wake up in the night, you've got socks on. You don't want yeah. to put your boots on Somewhere the to go toilet. To toilet, yeah, yeah. So you slide nice. those in and then you can walk pretty pretty safe. Honestly, okay. it's something really simple, but yeah. that's why I think the value in doing stuff like this is obviously we're going to talk yeah. about things like sleeping bags, down jackets and raincoats and things like that. Yeah. But it's often those little tips that you you learn from multiple experiences yeah. and multiple trips that then we can pass on to everyone else so they can take them on their first trip. Yeah. You know, and uh, it does make a big difference. Yeah, 100%. I'm just going, um, again, just for, going for the comments. Great to see lots of people on today as well, um, which is really good. Um, yeah, Tina, bloody hell, have you got a director on site today? Yes, we have, Tina. Yes, Steve, the video um, guy. We've got, um, yeah, Steve, the video guy, and Zach as well. Zach, the video uh, boy. The team over there. <laughs> <laughs> video boy. <laughs> Terrible. Um, yeah, well, it's like Radioactive Man and Fallout Boy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to kind of finish off the, the, the feet, if you like. So, yeah, you've got your boots, you've got your trail shoes. Um, some people do choose to, to not even wear boots, and they just do trail shoes. Now, now personally, and I think, Dave, you're probably the same as me, you prefer the extra level of protection that you get with a boot. I do, Ramona, you know, yeah. Uh, I prefer the boots are much better than <laughs> trail shoes. Um, Ramona, um, yeah, going to base camp, uh, who's, who's definitely on the comments, I can see. Um, I think she probably got away with it cause she, and, and she said, don't tell me off. Um, but yeah, she's worn trail shoes and I've seen loads of people with trail shoes on yeah. Everest Base Camp trip, it's, even Killy. It's not wrong. But you can, just takes one little yeah. slip, right? So it's not wrong. And obviously if boots don't work for you, like mm. use Ramona as an example of the Never Trekker. Yeah, yeah. I went with Ramona to Brecon to buy a pair of boots. We bought a pair. They seemed fine. And the <laughs> next day, again, notice little niggles. Sometimes, you know, whether you're carrying an injury or... Yeah. The ergonomics of your own body are just weird. You just not saying the Ramona, but um, but you don't um, but like Poor you just, Ramona, you're getting it all today. <laughs> but you just can't get on with boots. So yeah, 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 yeah. does that mean yeah. you 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 shouldn't go to Killy and you shouldn't go to ABC? No, yeah, use yeah. trail shoes and and do do the best you can with the trail shoes. Yeah, and nine yeah, times out of ten they're fine. What I'm saying is that if you are able to wear boots, yeah. there are comfortable pairs out there that most people can get to fit. Yeah, and they do. It's marginal benefits, but those margins can be razor thin. So. You know, Andy, you rolled an ankle, you know, in mm. Scotland one time. If that was to happen on the way to Gorick Shep and you hurt oh, your leg. You'd be gutted. You really would. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. And so, yeah, that's You just I'm, don't want to have that in the back of your mind, I think, you know, because you, you roll an ankle um, and it's game over. And it's like, what happens if I did have that protection, you know? Yeah. Just a bit of peace of mind, I think. And uh, on, a, on a professional level, you know, and, and hopefully, um, you know, and everyone, you know, we're all adults. We can all make our own decisions, but... You know, our advice would be on any of our trips is to bring that and wear those boots. Yeah. Just because you you just you know you're not you're not taking any risks then, or at least minimising the the risks. Yeah. To your body because yeah, sometimes you know when you're enjoying the views, you forget about where you're placing your feet. 
And, you know, you can roll it. And I've done it. I've done it walking the dog in, in a woodland, like literally five minutes from my house. It can happen anywhere. So, yeah, you know, we, we always suggest that. But obviously a little bit of a caveat, you know, you guys obviously wear what you want. This is just a recommendation but, for us. You know, I've seen I know people, Jerome will anyway. He's got, i uh, just seen Jerome in the comments yeah. there. I've seen people on Kilimanjaro walking with their eyes closed. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know who that was. Yeah, I don't know but, who that um, was. But you, so, <laughs> imagine tripping over something like that, you know, so it can, it can be easily done. And again, it's just about those little minor minor changes. Yeah. So I think, oh, um, I don't know if I've got a pair. Merino wool socks are brilliant. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to um, say, because I've, I've, I've packed quite a lot, literally, as if we're going. You have gone, like, pretty... Well, this is pretty epic. I mean, I did pack, this is um, off the back of the training weekend. I'm actually not sure if we got the socks. But yeah, when it comes to obviously insulating your feet... Um, whilst wearing a pair of boots, you know, we're going to some cold temperatures here, especially if you're on a 6,000 metre peak um, or you're trekking in sort of the colder parts of the year. So say Everest Base Camp, you're trekking in maybe March or even November, maybe into December. You know, it's going to get pretty cold. So, you know, you want decent socks, you know, uh, merino wool. You want to be taking sort of maybe four or five pairs with you um, just so you can change it up every couple of days. I mean, some people take one for every day. I mean, on a multi-day trek, you know, if you're out for two weeks, it's great to have, you know, underwear and, and socks, but because of where you are, you want to try and keep and, and, and trying to keep the weight down. Yeah. Um, you know, that's maybe something that you can maybe like literally, okay, instead of taking one for each day, I'll just take like seven. Um, and I know that's a bit weird to some people, but, you know, everyone's in the same boat. You know, mm. you're not going to be the only ones to smell, you know. <laughs> but if you get a good rotation going, so you have yeah. seven pairs, you have, yeah. you know, 11 day trip. You know, it's a new pair every day. And then on the eighth day, you go back to day one's pair, by which time yeah. they've had a chance to air out and stuff like that. And if you do buy the Merino stuff, um, quite often it's like antimicrobial. It stays fresher for longer. This doesn't retain sort of horrible, yeah. you know, smells and things. So it just makes you feel like you're putting on something that's, you know, not completely disgusting. I would say cotton, leave it at home or in the bag. Like yeah. any sort of normal cotton, you know, boxes or whatever you buy that you'd wear day to day. Yeah. They get wet and they stay wet. And, and chafe as well. You know, you can you get chafing with cotton cotton underwear. I mean, I've made the mistake myself going out and you get a bit. It's, it's a wet day. And next thing you know, you you've, it's kind of cutting into your, your butts yeah. and it's, it's not good. Um, little wave for um, Andy McNaughton-Jones. Um, he's at Wachia Point. At mile three out of nine, um, raising money for, was it Lies versus Cancer? Uh, give us a wave. We'll try and get your photo taken. Yep. I don't wave. <laughs> As yep. Everyone's been asking about the Yeti, haven't they? Uh, although I've been seeing some Yetis like this. What's this? Do it like this. So um, Dave Rimmerton <laughs> said, what's the yeah, weight yeah. of that bag packed? So there's, yeah. it'll have two weights. First yeah. weight, you know, is when you, because me and Andy use these as suitcases, so yeah. everything. So the first weight, when it's completely packed with 100% of everything you take to base camp, could be 30 kilos. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, this <laughs> with a day pack, so that and the day pack, step away, it'll have to weigh 15 kilos or less. And it's really doable if you yeah. don't pack crazy. Yeah. And then obviously they don't weigh you. So any cameras and stuff, battery packs you have on you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you the two carry. together. Yeah. Um, nice. Moving up. Have you got yeah. trousers? Uh, we have got some trousers. Yes. Um, did have some trousers. Yes. Um, Currently looking for trousers. Uh, yes, we got some trousers. Nice. Of course we have. Um, can't. These. I don't. I don't know how clean these are. Um, but yeah. So these are some Montaigne. I think they're called Terra pants. Really good. Quite lightweight. Yeah. Um, you, know, you can get for sort of forty, fifty pounds. Really good. I mean, I'd be if you're going to Everest Base Camp. A sweet just fell out of your um, hand. Oh, nice. I'll have that in a minute. <laughs> if you go into um, to base camp or, you know, Annapurna, uh, Tubcal, uh, you know, you, you can, I'm just thinking Machu Picchu. I mean, anywhere you're trekking, even, you know, if you wear these in the UK, and I think let's step back a little bit and, and talk about, 
you know, we, we don't want to be sort of gear snobs here. Any, any equipment that you, you really use in the UK, you can, you can use that on the trips. You know, you don't, it yeah. doesn't have to be sort of specialised. I mean, some of it, you know, caveat, some of it does need to be, um, you know, good equipment because, you know, you, you, for, for example, a down jacket, you know, you don't want to have in, like, I know there's 20, 30 pound down, down jackets out there. But they're they're that price for a reason. Whereas if you have one that's a hundred quid or more, yeah, it works a bit better, and you're not going to feel the cold. It's not going to impact you as much because you want to look after your core. Same goes for anything like this. You could probably get away with a cheap pair of trekking trousers. I remember the first time I went to base camp, which was in winter, and I just used a pair of crag hoppers. I think that, I think we got them for like nineteen quid. Yeah, and they were fine. They did the job. But there's heaps of these out there, and you know you just got to go on to say Cotswold Outdoor, um, go outdoors. You know any outdoor shop. And you can get these and try them on yeah. and, you know, you get, get some good prices. I stand you, you by those. The They're yeah. like, you know, sort of, yeah, like you said, the everyday yeah. you're going to wear them. Yeah. I've bought um, a pair at the other end of the spectrum, really. So yeah, these they're a bit are, thicker, aren't they? So yeah, so these yeah, are the yeah, ones yeah. that I actually wore to Summit Killy. Right. They're Rab um, Vaporize trousers. Yeah. They're a technical trouser. But the reason why I really like these is, as you can see, they have a fleece lining combined with lots of pockets that allow ventilation and things like that. So they yeah. are really good for doing something like Killy, where it's going to be really cold on the way up um, and really warm on the way down. Um, they're quite expensive. Yeah. So these cost about £90. But to be honest, they're the only pair that I own. I don't need more than one pair. Um, and like Calipatar, Summit in Killy, lots of stuff like that. Yeah. These are really, really good. And also if you run cold and you like to stay warm, these are really good because, like yeah. I said, they're, they're really kind of hard-wearing, fleece line from the ankle to the hip, um, but with really nice. clever vents that allow... Um, it's like a miniature layering system all in one trousers. So, yeah, these are really good. And they're like a shell material, so they're yeah. like wind stoppers as well. Nice. But, yeah, really, really like these. Okay, great stuff. Um, something I, I was just looking around that we haven't got because on some of the trips, you know, you do get a little bit of rain. Um, and people are asking on the, on the training weekend around... Um, you know, what about taking sort of waterproof trousers, say, to Everest Base Camp or even on Kili, Machu Picchu, you know, Tupcal, um, you know, some of the other trips. Um, and they are very light. I'd say on Everest Base Camp, the five times I've been to Everest Base Camp, um, I think I've used them twice. And that was on the last day, so it didn't really matter. Um, on Kili, you might use them a bit more because, especially if you go in and say uh, February, March, Maybe sort of mid-year as well. You might get a bit of rain. I mean, I mean, rain can happen any time. Um, you know, especially on the lower slopes of Kili. Uh, you know, you, you might get some rain. You see a lot of the porters and things. They've got ponchos on. Uh, a little bit sweaty for me. I know a lot of people do um, do have them. but And they serve a purpose. Um, but yeah, if you've got some sort of waterproof uh, bottoms, it's not going to hurt if you take them. But if you want to do save weight, you know, you, you can do. I think on Kili, I, I'd say take some on Kili. You don't necessarily have to take them on Everest Base Camp, would be my advice. Yeah, I mean, and of course, you can get combined, you know, like Paramo. Param yeah, Paramo, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got the budget, everyday yeah. trousers. Yeah. But yeah, I have a pair like of um, Burgess over trousers that you just throw on. They're actually in the van. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. But they're not here. But you all know what they look like, <laughs> black over trousers. If you're watching this video, you'll already know what waterproof trousers are. So right, we'll, we'll, we'll do a couple more things because uh, I think we're coming up, we'll be here like 25 minutes now, and then we'll, we'll bring on the training weekend video. Um, because I want to, I want to sort of, yeah, you all to enjoy that. Um, right. So what have we done? So yeah, we've gone through the boots, shoes, trousers. Um, should we, should we start talking about the, the upper, upper yeah. layers? Um, so if you're looking at sort of some base layers or mid layers, so if you're looking at 
So we've got some base layers here. You got some base layers, there? I got two di the two different types that I use. Yeah, yeah. Which one have you got there? You got so, oh, the Rab's quite nice, so isn't this it? I is, got the Montaigne. So this is the Rab. This is a lightweight one. Yeah. Um so that is that the Alpul on or the, the um, non-hoodie version? I can't remember the name of it now, yeah, yeah. but it's like I don't know if you can see it here, but it's like practically see-through. Yeah. So this is really good for like the hot weathers. I always like the ones with the zip down the front as well for added ventilation. Nice. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. I I generally prefer that. Um but I know there's ones out there like for instance, this isn't uh, hasn't got a zip at the front. But again, you know, in, in winter conditions, you probably need this one. Uh, probably perform better than a zip. Yeah. Um, but any, so merino wool, uh, you've got. This um, is a merino you've, one. You've yeah. got some made out of um, bamboo now, which are really good. Um, you've so also. It's a bit stiff. <laughs> it's very thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've also got like an icebreaker as well, which I know is, a, is is quite expensive base layer, but they're really good. Yeah. Um, I know we've got a couple of icebreakers we use ourselves only in cold conditions um, because they yeah they do insulate really well. Yeah. But base layer is really important part of the the layering system. Like you know essentially if you're walking uh, the first thing you kind of hike in is your base layer. Then if you get a bit colder you can put on your mid layer fleece. Um, and if you get colder again you can put on a jacket and that could be your waterproof jacket. Some people like to hike in that. Yeah. Or even your down jacket. Although I don't know about anyone on the live um, in terms of Hiking in down jackets, I don't really recommend it because you do build up sweat, but there's times where it's so cold that you'll have to hike in down jackets, you know? Yeah. On killies like that in the summit, wasn't it? Handful of times, yeah. yeah. But most of the time, I think if you've got your layering right, you yeah. should never really come down to one item of clothing. So you shouldn't be, yeah, yeah. Free, you know, you should have the base layer on. If you know it's cold, that's going to be an insulative one. Then you've got the mid layer. Andy, have you got a couple of mid layers? Cause I, I have, yeah. i got some mid layers. Um, yeah, i got a couple of, uh, so this is the Montane Viper hoodie. Um, so I think this is one of our, it's one of our branded ones. No, this isn't actually. So yeah, this is the, the Montane um, yeah, Viper hoodie. Really good mid-layer. Um, I kind of wouldn't wear it on too cold conditions, but great for base camp, great for Killy, great for some of the South American trips. Just easy to chuck on. Um, you've then got, um, I think this is a North Face. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's, Basically, you've got the thickness. Uh, there's like levels, isn't it, with um, with North Face uh, sort of the fleeces, if you like. I think they go up to like 300. So you got 100, 200, 300. This is the 200, and again, more than enough to chuck on as a mid layer if you're feeling feeling the cold. Yeah. I mean, I've got more than I've got quite a few in there. Um, I don't need to sort of bring them all out. Actually, I've got some trousers and trekking trousers. There we go. <laughs> should have, should have checked. See, generally um, speaking, I would always, yeah, yeah. like I, I would say I would probably take those two. Yeah, probably it's a good need, mix, yeah, isn't it? Probably wouldn't mix. need... I really love this one. Yeah. This is probably one of my favourites because it's got yeah. the technical hood. So if you are wearing like a, a Gore-Tex jacket yeah. and you've got your hood up, it can be deafening. You know, particularly if it's loud noise, the rustling. Yeah, if you yeah. have that against your ears, it just makes a big difference. The um, And then, so they're like kind of a mid-layer fleece. And then you've got kind of what we'd say is called like a wind stopper. You may have heard of them. Um, now, this obviously does what it says on the tin. It you know, keeps the wind off you. Uh, which probably a bit more than those two. So although those two are really good just to insulate um, on its own, you know, might not be the best. So, so for instance, if you've got a base layer and it does get quite windy, you can put a um, you can put a, a wind stopper on, which does really help. And then on top of that, then which is the third layer, uh, which would be the down jackets. Dave, you got you got your? I've got the beast. Oh, you got the beast. Wow, it's big, isn't it? This so, is um, the Patagonia. We, I've taken this to base camp and to 
Killy. Yeah, definitely Killy. Um, and this is the uh, Patagonia, I think it's called the... Um, hoodie. The hoodie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Patagonia hoodie down jacket. Really good. Um, I'd say great for Killy, base camp, uh, Tupacal in winter. Uh, maybe Island Peak, I'd probably go more like this. Which yeah. is um, mountain equipment light? Is it called the light the, line? The light line. The light line, yeah. So this is a big old heavy unit. I'm not going to try it on because I'll die. <laughs> it's warm in here today. But this, <laughs> yeah, this one already is like quite a lofty jacket. Yeah. Um, I summited with this on Killy. Yeah. Um, it's got some sort of like fleece lining on it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I've never been in a situation where I probably needed more than that. Yeah. So for instance, I would happily wear that. Um, you know, with some other stuff up to Island Peak, Mera Peak, yeah. something like that. Um, potentially, you know, given how cold it could be, you could even wear that in Aconcagua. Like not many people wear like yeah. the summit suits and stuff like that. But that's a really good jacket. The reason why I love this jacket though as well is because for some reason it's always it's always on offer. It's like quite a good deal. To yeah, find it's good, isn't it? There. I know, um, yeah, Cotswold Outdoor tends to have a but good deal. There are some jackets like Dane jackets that are 6,000 yeah. meter Dane jackets, which people recommend, but yeah, you don't necessarily need a six thousand meter down jacket to climb, say Island Peak, because those things yeah. are like six seven hundred pounds. Um, you know, they could if be... you've got it, use it. You know, go yeah. for it. But yeah, you might you don't necessarily need it. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, right, I know we're, we're flying through this now. We got a couple more things, and then we'll definitely because I think we're about halfway through, um, and we'll we'll go into like the bags and things like that as well because we got some data. Um, obviously, we got the duffel bags. We've also got some day packs as well. Um, okay, so we've got down jackets. Waterproofs. Almost forgot about the, the trusty waterproof. Um, I know we've got a couple here, Dave. Yeah, awesome, which is um, good because mine... Um... That's okay. <laughs> um, so this, when it's treated, it need, needs a good treatment. Um, this is the the Rab Firewall. Um, really good jacket. I'd say, the, the, in terms of ratio from expense to quality, this is actually really good. So it's not the, the best you can get. But then it's also not that expensive either. You know, you're talking like 140 quid for one of these. Um, obviously, if you're going for Cotswold, you get your little bit of discount from us as well. Um, yeah, so really, really good, really quality. Again, not quite up to, say, this standard, which is, so I'll put that down. So this is the Berghaus Extreme 8000. I mean, this, yeah, I don't know if you can hear that. It's quite a noisy jacket, but it's for a reason. It's because it's quite thick. But the Gore-Tex is Gore-Tex Pro, so it's really good for wicking. Really like, I, I would say this is kind of the bomb-proof level. Um, you may have heard us chat the last couple of weeks um, around, the, was it the, the Mountain Equipment uh, yeah. Lotse jacket? You know, a similar, um, very similar sort of feel to it. Uh, then you've got the flip side, which would be the Paramo jackets, which are, uh, are meant to get wet, right? Yeah, well... But they keep you dry, yeah, which so is weird. These <laughs> ones, you'll notice the difference immediately when you wear it. The water beads on top. You'll have yeah, lots of little so tiny good. water drops. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you see that on your jacket, you should be able to go like that and they'll fall off. And that's how you know it's proof. What have you got to do? Like, like, like that. Like that, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the Paramo will look like it's soaked through. Love it. Um, but the, it's a different type of um, science behind it, so it just stays nice. right. Um, where are we to, up to now? We're up to, I, I, I'll tell you what, we're talking a little bit about the head. The head? Um, yeah, the head and the neck, because a big part of, obviously, so we've gone with a lot of layers here, a lot of equipment. Um, it, basically yeah. looking after your core and, and a lot where you lose hey, here we go and as if by magic um you need to look after your core so you need to protect here this this kind of area and obviously your head because you lose a lot of heat for your head Normal. so yeah you've got dave you, what have you got there you got the you got the buffs so the no, one uh, where's the evertrek buffs uh yeah i haven't got one <laughs> <laughs> i haven't got one so um but what that's I, all right go yeah for it. so just yeah in, yeah 
Steve, is it possible for you to like superimpose an Evertrek one over this? <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah. Well, the prayer flags During are quite live nice. TV. Just don't watch it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so looking after your head and stuff like that. So generally speaking, Brilliant. I'll have at least two buffs with me all the time. Yeah. One of them will be this one. I've had this one 12 years. Yeah. Um, as you can see, it's got like the polar stuff like that on it. Uh, this is the polar buff. Yeah, because it has a little bit of a fleece lining. Yeah, right? so this Not has just a fleece lining. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, weirdly, right? I put this on back to front. So a lot you put it on that way. You know, yeah. so it goes over your head. I actually put that bit on first. Yeah. So the fleece is up around your neck. Nice. Not okay. Nice. Interesting. It's really nice. Then you've got this one, which is one I bought in Nampshire. Um, it's just a National Geographic prayer flag one. Thought it looked yeah. pretty cool. Um, and then, and the uh, the pièce de résistance is bucket of hat. Yeah. Yeah. Very popular if your name's Dave. Um, that he really likes wearing these. I prefer a cap myself, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know what? I, I say that it does the job, then it protects you. Yeah, but look how cool I look. You look, yeah, you're looking it's warm, the, Dave. You're looking warm. Yeah, I'm seriously warm, seriously warm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's that there, which um, I always bring yeah. one because, and people laugh yeah. right up until the point where do you know I've had to give one of these away because an Evertracker was like sunburned on the back of his neck. The sun was yeah. in his eyes, and he was laughing at me at the beginning of the trip, and at the end he's like, "Can I borrow your hat?" <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so you got that right. You got also as well. Uh, you know, if it does get cold, then a hat or a, or a, a sun hat won't do the job. Then you obviously got to have a decent beanie um, or woolly hat. Or you know, if you go out to Nepal, for instance, you see a lot of the ones they got the kind of hang down bit here, and it's made out of yak wool. Uh, I got one of those, not here, I think it's back of the house, but absolutely brilliant. Um, also a great souvenir as well. But yeah, very important, guys, to look after this kind of area because you, you don't want to be getting any colds or, um, you know, bad cough. It's hard enough as it is. Yeah. You can imagine when you get a bit ill then, it makes it, um, you know, twice as hard. Um, so yeah, all this is, is basically built to, to try and, you know, look after yourself, really. A bit of self-care goes a long way on a trek. Yeah. And... Um, Go on, Dave. Yeah. Sunglasses that I never, ever, Shades. ever leave without. So these are great. Shades. These are the... Um, Should the have done men in black then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are the Jublo chameleons. I pretty yeah, much yeah, only yeah. wear them when I'm going to high altitude. They normally have a little side bit there that mm. protects the sun. They've got little vents here so they yeah. don't um, mist up. They're um, some type of reactive lens. So they will kind of get a subtly darker when the, yeah. the sun. But the most important thing about these is that they're UV protected. They are expensive. Now, I, re I bought these and they were worth the investment because I go away a lot and yeah. I wanted a pair that'll do the job and do the job for as long as I don't lose them. But as long as you get a pair that has good UV protection, and I've yeah. seen those in car garages, they'll do you for one trip if that's what your intended use is. Again, it's not about buying the most expensive thing yeah. you can buy. Um, it is worth investing in if you know you're going to use them a lot. Um, otherwise, yeah, any sort of uh, glasses that offer UV protection because particularly... Yeah. Sunrise on Killy, I mean, when we were there and the sun immediately went away again, but if the sun hits the glacier and it reflects back It's up, bloody bright, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're like, where's my shades? <laughs> that's a funny thing, actually. We should put this to the guys. We were having a discussion yesterday in the office. I say glacier. Some people say glacier. And I say glacier. And then Ali says glacier. Yeah, yeah. So three different times. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, three different ways. So is it Dave, Andy or Ali? So glacier, glacier or glacier? Glacier. Yeah. Not sure what... Um, Steve, what do you say, Steve? Grazie. Grazie. Where are you from, Italy? Can we or edit Sweden? Is it possible Steve can edit himself? Either, or do we have to... <laughs> uh, right, guys, right. We're about halfway, so I think what we'll do now, um, we'll put on a little video. It's only a couple of minutes long, uh, just on the training weekend. I uh, hope you enjoy it, and then we'll come back afterwards. Uh, we'll get into the questions, because we've had heaps of questions. Yep. If you have got any questions as well, even about the training weekend, 
Um, you know, do drop them in the comments. That's what we're here for. Uh, but yeah, Steve, over to you, mate. Yep. The training weekend's a really good opportunity to meet other like-minded people who are wanting to take part in the same same type of activity. I, for us, it's going to Everest Base Camp. And also there's there's other people who have been on Evertrek trips on the weekends, so you get to talk to them about their experiences. From the moment we arrived, it's made us feel very welcome. Yeah, it's been good. It's felt quite a close-knit unit. And I do running at home with my best mate. We go out running, we do 10Ks and, and stuff like that. But it's, it's different when you're hiking with a, with, a, with a bag on your back with all the kit and just asking the questions about the kit as well that you're going to be taking. You can actually interact directly with the, the owner of the company. Well, there's very few companies where you can actually do that and where they treat you as a mate. And yet, crucially, you're still a customer. Here you have this great one-to-one -one rapport with Andy and with Dave, and, and it's very much a, a gathering of minds and fantastic for finding out what to expect. I very much get the feeling that they are deeply committed to providing the ideal adventure for you. I hesitate, I nearly said a holiday. No, it's not a holiday, it's an adventure. They are dealing with your dreams and your ambitions, your, your bucket list. They want to make that happen for you. They want it to happen in the best possible conditions. The, the guys from Evertrek are best in the business and uh, yeah their, their, their experience and their approachability I think is is really really excellent well <laughs> that was an amazing weekend <laughs> very good, so I, wanted very good. Be, I wanted to wow that's Ron so Jeremy. cheesy was that yeah. Ron Jeremy that was yeah you know when they like they come back oh, and yeah, come yeah, out, yeah. you know and they come back brilliant what you didn't hear was me and Andy going are we, are we still <laughs> are we live yet um, no great cheers Steve no I hope you um really enjoyed that um just gives you a little kind of sneak peek really um sorry I had to get in there uh about <laughs> about the training weekend um you know it was great it was we, we've got another one uh, in a couple of weeks time um and we do have some spaces so if you are keen to jump on that weekend myself and Dave um do get yourself uh, onto that weekend Lauren who was on the the comments um uh, do there is a link uh, if you could pop the link to training weekend in the comments just in case anyone on here can make that weekend it's the 24th to the 26th um, of September. So only in a couple of weeks, really. Mm. Um, yeah, can't wait to, to meet more Evertrekkers again. It's great. We've On an, uh, another thing as well, we do have the Keswick Mountain Festival this weekend. Do we? Uh, we do. <laughs> That's my favourite thing. To... <laughs> I know, I know. We do. Um, and look, if, uh, it'd be great to, to obviously see Evertrekkers as well because if you can't yeah. make the training weekend or, you know, because um, yeah, I know it's mad we can't travel right now, but in the UK we can try and do a few things, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, if you want to come to uh, Keswick, uh, I think we're at Trade stand zero uh, number seven, um, so you should be able to see us. We're gonna have big Evertrek flags yeah. there, so you can see us. Uh, yeah, be great to, to chat with you. We're all gonna be there. So um, yeah, if, if you live around there or you're traveling through there, yeah, it'd be great to see you. Yeah, awesome. I can't wait. I think we're gonna bring the rain with us as well from Wales. As I well. know. Actually, <laughs> well, you wouldn't, you right wouldn't now, believe it today how hot it is. Like it is like a 
furnace in here. It is. But it yeah, is hot. Um, running along then, shall we jump into, where do you want to go? Yeah, so, we've got a lot of questions, so we, we really want to get those answered. So we're going to do a quick, like, five minutes now, go through this. Um, obviously, we don't want to leave out some of the important stuff, like sleeping bag. Dave, um, this is actually the same as yours, just got a different cover. Oh, is it? I thought that was a different one. <laughs> oh, that's the rab in there. It's a rab. Okay, it's yeah. It's a rab, so... so Rab I'll 7, show them the case, you show them the bag. And it's inside. Yeah, so yeah, it's a Rab uh, Ascent 700 yeah, sleeping bag. They do, a, sleep bag. they do a 900 and I think a 1200. I think the 700, me and Andy have used that on a really cold night on Killy, EBC, yeah. and it's... Festivals. Festivals. Uh, <laughs> you can use it, I mean, it's warm. It's a really warm sleeping bag. Yeah. You know, if, if you're camping in anything over zero, um, you're going to probably be a bit warm. Yeah. But, you know, you can just chuck it over you. Most people take a liner when they go to, um, they go on a trek. Uh, so yeah, just something that uh, to think about when it comes to sleeping bags. Or you can use one of our rental sleeping bags if you don't want to buy them. Because, you know, they're not cheap. Especially them, I think that's £200 plus. So, you know, it can be, take a little bit of the, of the equipment budget. Um, so yeah, sleeping bags. Then we'll go to uh, looking after the hands. So we got gloves. Um, so these are uh, uh, black diamond mittens I use. Um, as well as that, these are uh, then you've got spider, so I do quite a lot of skiing. Um, and these are kind of uh, some of the gloves I use. And then you can use them on your trips, so like Everest Base Camp, uh, Killy. Obviously, if you're on any of the uh, the, the peaks, like 6,000 meter peaks, yep. um, these are going to be very, very valuable. Again, not for everyone. Some people don't like wearing mittens, they prefer having all their digits out like this. Yep. So you've got a glove. Um, personal preference, really, but you know, I'd say. If you go in at, again at the colder times of year, or if you're someone that's maybe got Raynaud's or you feel the cold, then you know you really need to make sure you have these as well as Dave. Yeah, probably so a thinner, thinner layer. Glove, it goes. Right? It's it's funny, like because you have two people, and this is why we love doing these and showing you a variation of kits because people do pack differently. Yeah. Those um, the mittens are seriously. I have got it. Yeah, yes. you got. These ones, um, they're liners, technically. They're black diamond liners. You can use your phone screen with them. So I'll pretty much have these on most days when I'm at high altitude if it's, you know, if it's cold. Um, because they just take enough to take the, you know, take the bite out of your hands. These I really yeah. love. So in there yeah. is a pair of gloves. You're going to really It's not too one. bad, actually. <laughs> it's pretty good because it's yak wool yeah. and the yaks run hot. Like they. So, the, yeah, so these are brilliant. So these are like little, um, these are the Prima Loft yeah. Montaigne gloves i wore them to summit killy they fit quite tight you can use your phone in them and they're like little down jackets for your hands nice um i didn't even need a liner with them when i was on killy they yeah. were really really good um so i highly recommend these the reason i love them the most though yeah. um is because they do pack down into this tiny tiny little thing it doesn't look like they will. saves a lot of space doesn't it yeah but um yeah nice. so for instance that's all the gloves that i took on one of my ebc trips yeah and it took up no space and no um no weight at all. Okay. However, like Andy said, and I think I recommended it to someone on the training weekend, if you suffer from really cold hands, yeah, those yeah. mittens They're really good, are unbeatable, they? really. Um, yeah. You have a little less dexterity, but they are seriously amazing. Um, so yeah, fastly moving on to, so you've got the sleeping bag, you've got the gloves, um, so you've got different, different levels of gloves there. Uh, then you've got underneath the sleeping bag, especially if you're in Killy, oh, yeah. or you're on a 6,000 meter peak, um, you know, like, uh, you know, or plus like Aconcagua, going to need sort of a ground mat. Uh, on Killy, you, you do get one um, already, but oh, because of the, um, they're, they're quite thin. So sometimes people want to bring their own. I mean, to be honest, most people didn't and they used uh, the ones on, on Killy. Um, same with um, Island Peak. 
But if you're using these, I think they're called, uh, is it a Therma, a Thermarest? Uh, yours is made in equipment by the looks of it. No, that's just a little one. This oh, is, is it? Therma, it's a Thermarest. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, this is, a, yeah, the Thermarest. Yeah. Um, Neo X Therm. It is a bit warm. Neo Air X Therm. Um, nice. Again, that weighs nothing. It weighs less than a bottle of Coke. Yeah. Um, and it packs down really small into that. Yeah. Um, and the amazing thing is that it, the technology that goes into it and how those little air pockets and stuff, they really do keep the cold so from your body. So, and that yeah. weighs like nothing. It's that big. Yeah. Put in the bag, job done. Right, Dave. Right, so we've gone. Okay, so on the head. Let's talk a few of the bitty things, but we're talking, we've got to talk bags first, because I know a lot, I think a few questions oh, are yeah. coming around bags. Your bags. The day pack. Um, now, there's a lot of different makes out there. Osprey, Low Alpine, Deuter, there's, there's, there's loads. Um, you know, and it's personal preference. When you're talking about what size you need, um, you know, if you're going to Everest Base Camp, anything from, say, 20 to 35 litre is going to be, going to be fine. Um, same with Kili. I mean, same with majority of the treks. I'd say if you go into Patagonia rice fields, because you're going to have to carry most of your gear, probably going to need a 65 up. Um, more like a, like a backpacker, if you like, um, just to carry a lot of your gear, because obviously you've got, to, you've got to carry most of it. Um, yeah, Dave, what bags you got there? You got low alpine. So you've yeah, got yeah. the. Uh, this is the Osprey Talon uh, 44. 44. So that's a beast. But I, I always carry a bit more yeah. than, than most. Uh, but just, to, just as an example, I mean, because some people do like to carry, you know, because you've got your water bladder as well. Whilst we're talking about bags, you can put something like this in, um, which is your uh, little water bladder. I'll put that down. Um, so essentially that goes in. If, you, if you've done any hiking in the UK, you've probably seen or used these already. Um, but yeah, that basically sits in your bag. That comes out over your shoulder. And then every time you stop or whatever you need to drink, you can, you can uh, obviously drink. Yep. Just to... You know, um, you, hydration is super important at altitude and, you know, good to have on the go as well as your water bowl. Yeah. Um, the other end of the spectrum, yeah. well, not the other end of the spectrum, really, but I tend to carry a smaller bag than Andy. Yeah. So I like mine to be around 25 litres, that sort of thing. These are the two main ones that I use. This one was my Kilimanjaro one. Yeah. This is the Osprey Stratos um, 26 litre. Three litres of that 26 are actually um, water bladder space. Yeah. Find that's really good. Another bag that I really like, and I've used this on EBC a few times, is my um, my Low Alpine Air Zone Z Duo. Yeah. Um, this is really good. I love Low Alpines because they always have these little hooks here that you can put the trekking poles into. One thing I really, the, the bags that I tend to look for, so, you can buy low alpines yeah. and they have like the string attachments here and that's generally more of a technical backpack that people use for climbing so they can store their helmet and stuff yeah when you're talking about trekking if you look there was generally backpacks that are designed for that purpose and rather than having the string because you don't need to carry a helmet they have these handy little pouches and stuff like that so you can stuff stuff in and it's a little difference between the trekking backpacks and the climbing backpacks i see a lot of the ones with the strings i actually own one um, but I tend to use these because you can pack up full of snacks and stuff like that. And yeah. also it's really handy because you know, you can just say to someone, Andy, grab me a you know, sandwich and you'll rip that out you there. got a sandwich in it? Oh, uh, well, really sandwiches. <laughs> um, yeah, more sweet snacks, sweet anything snacks, you need. that type of thing, yeah. Energy gel. Um, yeah, great stuff. So with day packs, just to, yeah, just to go over it really. Uh, personal preference. Uh, I say I prefer one that's a little bit bigger because maybe I got my, uh, my SLR camera. Uh, if any of you, uh, camera club out there. Um, you, know, you want to carry a bit more. Maybe you've got a couple of lenses people do take. But just be wary that, especially your altitude, you, you don't want to be making your bag heavier than it needs to be because it's already hard as it is. 
um, you know, lean on the support that's available, especially, you know, these bags, the duffel bags. I mean, this is, is 120 litre. Um, you say anything from, say, 80 to 120 is what you need on it, majority yeah. of our trips. Um, you know, but this is where you want to be storing majority of your heavy stuff. And then, you know, the, the day pack is just stuff that you need, does what it says on the tin, for the day. Um, you know, your water, your snacks, you know, warm pair of gloves, maybe a rain jacket. Um, you know, you just don't want, you don't want to put too much in there unless you're a crazy person like me sometimes. Um, right, trekking poles. Dave, this is yours. I forgot how you um, yeah. actually make it rigid. So, oh yeah. So this is... Because <laughs> so, this is yours. Yeah. That, that breaks down that, a bit. That, that's for another story. And that's, uh... Oh. <laughs> so yeah. So this one, I really like these. Yeah. Again, you don't have to spend, like these are carbon poles. They're quite expensive. Yeah. I um, have bought cheaper aluminium ones. They last a few trips and then they might bend or something mm. like that. I, it was worth me investing in these because if you use them a lot, yeah. um, this will last me years and years and years rather so you know rather than buying cheap um, and buying twice. Now, what I love about these is they pack down that small. Some people just have a telescopic one, but that'll be about this big. Sorry, Ed. It's okay. Um, but yeah, this one, super easy to use. So once it's like um, done, you just like put, push it together. Yeah. Got a little clip there and you pull that out. That tensions it. Hey, there we go. And then you pull that Clearly there. it's not mine. Done. And then that... <laughs> Is super light, super yeah, rigid, nice. and yeah, ready to go. And then when you want nice. to, when you want to collapse it again, there's a little cool button. You just put that. There you off. You go. And then that's great, it's great though. I mean, I the ones down. I've used because, especially with trekking poles, you know, the one of those one of those pieces of equipment. I mean, you, you can spend a lot of money on, or you can spend ten pounds and get them when you arrive in Tamil in Kathmandu. Yeah, you know, if you because there's heaps available. You imagine all the people that have gone to Everest Base Camp come down and don't need their trekking poles, because for some people it's like a one and done. Um, other people want to go back there or want to go somewhere else. So there's loads of ones that um, you know in good condition. You don't need to spend a lot of money on. Yeah. Um, right. So we, we've covered a lot of things there. I think we could go and talk, go go for that forever. I say there's obviously bits we've left out. You know, we got like anchor power packs. We've got you know if you want to take a first aid kit, um, poncho. Maybe some people want to take a travel towel. Yeah. Maybe people want to take um, uh, these sort of packs, which I will show people because they're fascinating. Um, these sort of packing cubes, which uh, is new to me, really. I've only used it in the last couple of times. This is, um, is that a low alpine packing low cube. Alpine. That was a um, flush month, was it? <laughs> I know they are quite they expensive. Are quite expensive aren't um, they? Yeah, there's heaps available, but they're brilliant for just keeping everything together. So if you can have one of them for it, for instance, and you can say, okay, well, that's my bottom half of my body, that's my top half of the body, and then you've got them in locations. Yeah. You don't have to rummage in your bag um, like I do most it, of the time. It really does make a difference because. Yeah. I don't, you can't see on the camera, but my bag down here is generally what it looks like sans yeah. packing cube. Um, but when you've got the packing cubes, you literally just go in and take out what you want and zip yeah. it up. It was actually a friend of ours, Tom, who had them. Yeah, great idea. And he opened up his bag and it was so organized yeah. that it freaked me out a little bit. And he I was, was like, yeah, he's, I, he's I, on it with the packing. And, I, <laughs> and that was on EBC with him. And then as soon as I got home, I was like, that's revolutionized my uh, my packing now. And now I don't have to take out what I don't need. Yeah. Um, and you don't end up with that colossal mess down there. Um, but what, yeah, I mean, any questions about anything specific that I've showed you? I mean, one yeah. thing I didn't show was this gilet. That's yeah. pretty good to have. Power banks. I've got a little travel weigh-in kit for weighing your bag. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff, the nitty bitty bits you can yeah. put in. Um, don't forget, if, if you want the full, um, the full list, do um, basically download the Trek and Equipment Guide. Lauren, I think, um, if you can pop the link on the, in the comments, um, it's kind of like a, a, a general um, Trek and Equipment uh, list. It's quite comprehensive, there's a lot on there. 
Um, if you want the more exact lists for your specific trip, then do drop us a message. Yeah. Um, and we can do it. But right, let's get into the questions because yep. I know um, I know normally it's it's usually all Q and A. We want you know a little bit different today, but we hope it's been really useful. Um, just going through that and chatting about equipment and obviously the training weekend as well. But Dave, right, let's uh, let's get on to um, the um, the questions. So Lauren sent us one. Um, she sent me this last week, and it's it Will Murray for right? next week. Yeah, yeah Will yeah, Murray. Yeah. So yeah, nice. Will Murray, how's it going, Will? Um, hey, Will. Uh, I did the EBC trip back in 2019. Helicoptered back to Kathmandu with AMS. Yeah. Are you likely to get it again if you tried EBC? Um, do you know what? It's one of those where yeah. it's uncertain um, unless you have some sort of condition that predisposes you to suffering from things like AMS. Obviously, you know. Look, the extreme example would be like COPD. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's definitely the trips. The idea of BBC is definitely not over for you. You can go back and have yeah. a completely transformed experience. I'd love to have a chat with you and find out exactly how that trip went because almost yeah. always, if someone suffers like um, AMS, it's due to a number of factors, not just one. So hydration, most fitness, time it's on, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, we're talking about you know all the the usual mountain rules like fitness, nutrition, yeah, the, um, hydration, and um, also what medications you were taking. Like, yeah. did you take Diamox? Did you not? How were you taking it? There's so many different things we can do. Yeah. One example I give, and I give it quite a lot, is that um, in 2017, I went to Everest Base Camp with my dad. Yeah. Um, he didn't make Everest Base Camp. He got to Lobuchet and then turned back. Um, potentially a helicopter could have been on the cards, but he was still able to walk. So he just decided to turn around and walk back. Yeah. And he drew the line in the sand and said, you know what? I didn't like the feeling of altitude. I felt unwell the whole time. I'm not going back. Yeah. We went back in 2019 and he made EBC with a smile on his face. And he said that the trip was night and day compared yeah. to them. So you can have a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, I'd love, like I say, to have a chat with you, find out how that trip went and what exactly went wrong and then we can perhaps make some changes for you and get you there the right way yeah exactly um, i mean we you know we, in a way we kind of like these stories and and will you know um i know there's a lot of ever trekkers who are on the live now i know some of them have been or have had things happen to them um, yeah. some of them are altitude um you know which is not nice and then you know they're, they're still planning on going to another trip or they've gone back and then proved that they can actually do it because dave's right you know there's always just because it, you know because acclimatization is the same Every time, essentially, isn't it, Dave? And, um, you know, you've got to go through the same acclimatization process. So it's when you're doing that. Sorry, I'm trying to make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this no, is a Dave no, quote. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> go on, Dave. I stole your thunder. No, no, that's fine, mate. That was good. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, that's a little sort of behind the scenes joke. We try and trip each other up by saying funny things. If you've watched um, Steve the Video Guy's uh, Kilimanjaro, you are Steve the Video Guy now, by the way. If you watch his Kilimanjaro video, I, I make that exact statement. But it's, I stand by it. Well, it just, it just, I suppose what you mean about it is that every time you go to altitude is different because you, you've got to acclimatize. Yeah. And, you know, that just because then you've suffered once doesn't mean you're going to suffer the next time. Yeah. And it's and vice versa. Just because you've been okay once, don't become, um, you know, what's the word? Complacent. Uh, complacent, yeah. And, um, you know, not do the things, then the simple things you did the first time. Yeah. Because that'll put you in good stead then and do the same things. Almost like having systems, okay? Drink enough water each day, go at a good pace listen to my guide, try and have a good mindset and enjoy yeah. it um, instead of let, letting those negative uh, negative vibes creep in because it can get you down and start worrying about the nitty-gritty things. Yeah. And it's like the training before you go, mm. you know, if you if you don't do the training, you can still get to EBC. Yeah. Um, just makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, if you do yeah, the yeah. training, it just makes it so much easier to get Definitely. there. 
Um, um, right, yeah, Andy, Ring of Fire. Uh, he's got high altitude boots, Scarpa Phantom 8000s. Wow. Um, offer and fitted, uh, uh, probably overkill. I'd say, you know what, they're, they're pro- Andy, just, just um, yeah, I think we're talking about, uh, obviously, uh, in, in, in Ecuador. Um, the volcanoes there certainly will, uh, I mean, these will be fine. I'd say overkill, but then, I mean, obviously, it's up to you. You can have heaps of boots, but I think these would they'd work out quite, they'd work out fine. Because you're still at high altitude, it's still cold on these peaks. Yeah. Um, I'd especially on the glacier, and, you, and you've got your crampons on. If you're already worn in, you've already got them. They, they'll do the job. Yeah. Uh, I'd say obviously the trekking part, you know, definitely, definitely overkill for that. Yeah. But I'd say they're perfect for when you're on on the mountains. Yeah. So all um, the boot you'll ever need for climbing a mountain, to be fair. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Uh, then we've got uh, Tony. Hey guys, group of us booked in the end of October next year. EBC trek. Will I need to bring water for purification tablets? So. Tony, um, no, you won't need to, to bring them. Uh, so we used to, when we first started, use water purification. Um, and also as well, uh, historically, you know, we, we'd buy bottled water um, at high altitude. Um, a couple of years ago now, we started using water filters. So basically it purifies the water instead of putting chlorine in it. Um, really good. It means you don't have to buy any bottled water. You don't have to drink the chlorinated water, which tastes a bit crap and could give you heartburn. Um but 100% you, you won't need them now. And it obviously yep. save you a, a few bob because you don't need to buy any bottled water. And these water filters, you know, just taste a hell of a lot better. So, yep. yeah, you don't need to bring them. You know, you do get people who do, just they want to be sure. And that's completely down to you. But just from us to you, these water filters are amazing. They're, they're yep. soya imported from the US over to, to Nepal. Um, you should say soya's the make, right? Soya's the make. They're not soya the... It's not soya beans. No, yeah. no. So, yeah. S-A-W, like Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of spelling. Um, yeah, so you won't need a mate uh, for your group. Can't wait to have you with us finally. Awesome. Uh, so, Joel. Uh, Joel, do you yep. recommend a rucksack waterproof cover for EBC trip in October? Yeah. To be honest, most rucksacks that you're going to buy, like the ones we've showed today, have a waterproof cover inside. Yeah. If you've lost it, uh, I lost one of mine. Um, they are yep. hundreds of them in Kathmandu. And when you're walking through Lukla um, at the very beginning, the the street is lined with trekking chops and you'll see hundreds of them. So yeah. yes, I definitely recommend bringing one. It's one of those things where I wouldn't understand the logic of leaving it because it doesn't weigh anything, it doesn't take up any space in your bag, um, and you'd rather have it if you need it. You know, and if you don't need it, who cares? It's, it's, it doesn't yeah. take any space. So yeah, always do that. And um, anything like that, you know, yeah. that's really small and doesn't weigh anything, and you're wondering about, just yeah. bring it for the peace of mind. And sometimes you'll need it, sometimes you don't. But if you've got it, you don't worry. Um, and it's all about, nice. you know, not worrying. Yeah, okay, guys. Um, just going through some questions. Everyone asking about, obviously, Leah. How's the knee? Same as last week. Although, actually, you've done you've done pretty well the last week, I'd say. Yeah, no, pretty well. Yeah. Stuff, so yeah. It's, um, it's a little bit stiff, but that's because of the physio at the moment. But, yeah, no, yeah. so I've started doing some weighted exercises, some um, all under the, you know, careful eye of my uh, physiotherapist. But, um, no, some weighted exercises to build up the muscle and stuff like that. So, no, it's coming along really well. Nice. I reckon two months and I'll be riding my mountain bike again. Two months you'll be trekking up Tupacar, right? I will be tracking up two cal. Yeah. <laughs> two months and I'll be tracking up two months. Two months, two months roughly. Up, two be, months. Yeah, tracking up two cal and rolling down. <laughs> That's my plan. Um, Jerome, Jerome. Uh, people might have spotted him on the training weekend video. Um, yeah, lovely, uh, great interview, um, uh, Jerome. Uh, Hi Yetis, is there such thing as a totally waterproof boot? Good question. And there's a lot out there that are really good. I'd say, you know, wellies and waders would be like the completely, completely waterproof, yeah. but. You sweat. Or rain boots for American rain friends. Rain boots for American friends, yeah. Um, not, not sure what they're called in Oz. Um, but yeah, so, but you do get some really good quality ones. Like, again, we, we sound like a broken record. Um, 
Mendel Bhutan's are really good from that point of view. Right. I've seen the Scarpa, right. um, uh, what are they called? Um, Evo GTX. Um, they're really good. Again, uh, quite leather, leathery boot. Um, but again, it, 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 water moisture can seep in on any of the boots. So yeah, even though they might advertise as waterproof, uh, they're all right if you're you know stepping through puddles. But if you get if you get lashed on, um, you know there's a lot of rain out there, um, and you haven't got things like waterproof trousers or gaiters, um, and the, or they're not waterproof treated, then yeah, water can get in. Similar to the training weekend, mate. Um, you know, it's very much uh, you know you can gaiters are good in wet weather. Yeah. Uh, just because they take the edge off and they can provide, you know, like maybe a three or four hour stopgap between. So if it's raining for less than that, you'd be all right because it's it's the gaiters that soak up that. Yeah. Not your boots. Yeah. Just something to think about. Good question though. Awesome. Um, so Jerome said, surely several pairs of boots will eat into your 15 kilo weight limit. Uh, yes, they will. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're trekking, you only need one pair and you're wearing them. Um, so that doesn't take any 15 yeah. kilos. If you go into Island Peak and you've brought two pairs, wear the heaviest. Um, you know, or even like hide the other pair around your person or something. But it does. But unfortunately, 15 kilos, it's yep. weird. A lot of people assume that 15 kilos is not very much in order to go trekking with when actually it's it's more than enough. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really it's stricter when you go to the Everest region because of the Lukla flight. Um, with the other regions, it's less strict because there isn't yeah. an internal flight. Um, but it, it, I, I, I promise you it can be done. You know, so yeah. I've gone to EBC multiple times and I can get both that and my day pack fully packed under 15 kilos. Um, and I've bought, you know, loads of stuff and been perfectly fine. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I know we're going over an hour now, but we, we want to get these um, some of these questions answered. So, you know, thanks for, for, for sticking with us today, guys. Yeah, um, yeah just uh, you're right about the boots. Um, what's the weight of that bag packed? So normally um, this would be more than 15 kgs, you know, just to be transparent with you guys. Um, if you're in... Nepal, uh, so you can sometimes get away with that uh, in terms of, um, you know, you pay. I think it's less, it's about a pound a kilo sometimes you can take onto the plane. But it's just just to be aware that, you know, if there's a lot of people with heavy bags, they might leave one or two and they'll come on the next plane. Just be conscious that just because one plane can land doesn't mean the next one can because of the weather. Yeah. So sometimes the bag might have to catch you up. We've had um, some people like for two or three days waiting for their bag to catch them up which you know eventually it does yeah um but yeah just something to think about on killy as well um you know aim for around the 15 kgs they do get weighed um just because it's a good target but as dave said earlier a bit of sneaky things you can carry them you can you know if you want to take some of your heavy stuff out and just have it there yeah you can you know you hold it they, they don't weigh it but also think um, of your porter's back think as of well. it yeah 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 you know like he's got yeah. to carry that bag um so yeah um but you know 15k is a guideline but it can be done yeah. you know like every like any time that someone's had a bag and they've said dave i'm struggling my bag's 25 kilos i've looked in there do you really need five bags of haribos you know do you really need yeah. six fleeces <laughs> no, I'm joking. you know yeah you know, yeah there's always there's always something there's yeah. always stuff in there like you know you've got 62 base layers in there you know you don't need them you know so th there's yeah. always little things you can be just be strict with yourself but try not go without is the is the aim yeah. um and then you know sometimes i weigh my bag and it's 18 kilos and i look at it and i'm like where is this extra <laughs> I know. Kilos? And it's mad isn't it, it. Uh, um, rachel kempson you said yeah. what brand are those but i didn't catch that in real time so i have no idea what you're referring to so ask lauren that's all right yeah. <laughs> i think ones like that we can we can skip over i think uh mark van rossum hey marky v do you recommend waterproof over trousers or pure waterproof trousers um i'd say i i quite like the over trousers 
just because they do the job, but they don't just do, you know, you've also got something underneath. So for me, they're, again, personal choice. I think the, the ones that say they're waterproof and are trekking trousers, they'll still get wet. Um, you know, they won't be fully, fully waterproof. Whereas the waterproof over trousers tend to perform better. Just from what I've seen, Dave, would you yeah. go for that? Uh, yeah, I generally think the over trousers are better because the ones that are like a full waterproof trouser, they're, they, they're obviously not as lightweight and as breathable yeah. as yeah. a normal pair of trekking trousers. Yeah. And you don't know if it's going to rain all the time. So wearing them every day is a bit overkill. Some people are fine with it. Personally, I think yeah. the over trousers, again, it's one of those things where they can roll up to about this big. They don't wear anything. So yeah. throw them in the pack and forget about them. If it rains, whip them out and wear them. Um, whip them out. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the trousers. <laughs> the trousers. Joel has asked, uh, down or synthetic? I know, I, I, I'm guessing we were talking about jackets at that time. Um, yeah, and again, it comes down to personal preference, um, you know, depending on, uh, you know, obviously, if you, if you don't mind wearing, uh, you know, down, uh, or if you want, you know, make a choice to wear synthetic. I'd say uh, over over the years, just I mean, all the data points towards that down performs better under cold weather. Um, but obviously, appreciate that if you want to wear synthetic, um, there are getting they are getting a lot better these days. Like that Patagonia one I showed you earlier is synthetic, yeah. whereas the light line you've got is down. Right, it's a down jacket. Yeah. yeah. So the down jacket is they tend to be more insulative at the moment, yeah. um, but there are a lot of um, there's a lot of really good synthetic jackets as well i think it depends on you know yeah. your, your reasoning for one or the other obviously there's a lot of people that have um you know maybe they may be vegan and they're trying to avoid things like that so i would agree that you know a better solution that doesn't involve yeah. any type of animal product would be ideal um but i gotta balance that up with the performance needs of the jacket yeah so but the you know patagonia i think mountain equipment do some as well there are some other really good brands columbia i think do. columbia yeah really uh, good they do some stuff as well so yeah. there, there's plenty of good options out there yeah. um i think the best thing you can do is you know before you buy one and un unpack it on summit night is you know wear it a few times yeah. understand your own body as well like how hot and cold you run so yeah, don't wear it in here if you ever come to the Evertrek office don't wear it in here it's too hot i'm nearly uh, <laughs> nearly dying here it's, it's so hot. it is so warm um tom Massetto, tom great to great to see you on the live never use the bladder uh, is it worth it uh, hope you hope you've got a bladder um on ebc uh, a lot of people had trouble with them yeah again personal choice tom i'd say on any high altitude trek it's good to have it because when you're on the go, you're just going to have, you know, you're, you're just going to, yeah. you can drink. Um, not every, again, you, you, you get people who don't and they still get their, you know, four, four liters a day. Yeah. Um, because they kind of, you know, they can glug it back when they stop. Some people just like to have it just to kind of, it's, it's, it's easy on the go. Um, we, we recommend using one uh, on our treks, definitely. Um, you know, okay, you can have leaks with it. It can freeze if you, if you've got, you know, if it's the kind of, bladder that you put on the outside some of them go in most of them don't freeze sometimes it's just the pipe and again now there's some bags that have coverings that go over it um to stop it from freezing in, in really cold temperatures so yeah it's um personal preference i'd always say yep take it um just because then it's, it's an easier way to get your four liters of altitude um you know so you're again minimizing the chances of any altitude issues then yeah um yeah, hope that makes sense, mate. Yeah, I recommend that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, brilliant. So let's have a quick look. Joel Palmer. Uh, Joel Palmer. Duffel bag. There we go. <laughs> you know, I'll jump on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joel Palmer, do we get a loan of those duffel bags for EBC, leaving suitcase in the hotel? Um, yeah, uh, with EBC, you don't get a loan, you get to keep them. Um, so you'll have one with Evertrek on it, um, and you'll get to use that for the trek, and then it's yours, and then you can use your bag that you've brought 
and you can keep them at the hotel. Um, just that the, the bags do get battered and dusty. And, um, you know, if you're going on some of the high passes, I've seen some of the porters literally like uh, toboggan down on some people's bags. Uh, look at the Evertrek bags. Um, yeah, just, just to be conscious of because you're in, uh, you know, you're in a remote region. Uh, things can get damaged or broken. Um, yeah, and that's why we use our bags. But most of the time it's fine. It just does happen. But I'd say use one of ours. And they're good bags as well. You know, like I think they're 80 odd litres. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, waterproof. They're, they're really good duffel bags. Uh, and plus, you know, you've got Evertrek on it, mate. So happy days. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Um, so Matthew Edwards said, would you guys yep. recommend energy gels? He tends to offer sweets. Um, but we're good yeah. to know what others do to get that yeah. extra boost alongside a hip flask, of course. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, yeah, I've got no problem with energy gels. I think they're really good. I don't rely on them for all my nutrition. Yeah. Um, but I do tend to use them if we have what we call in the cycling world, you know, you might bonk. So basically yeah. that's when you've, you know, exhausted your food in your body and you have like a sugar crash or something like that. Um, it can easily happen, for instance, say when you're, you're on your way up Kalapatar or summit in Kilimanjaro particularly, yeah. um, because you're not going to be eating a huge amount um, other than snacks and stuff like that. But sometimes they can just give you a really good boost. Yeah. Um, so I do always have them in the pack. They do make a big difference and they do give you, it's not a long-term solution. Generally, if you look at the instructions on those gels, it says take one every half an hour yeah. once you've started because they do spike you and then you have a drop. So you do need to maintain it once you start or have something to eat along with it. But yeah, they can make a massive difference. My dad, first time we went to EBC, the yeah. time he turned back when we were walking to Lukla in the rain, he was walking so slow and he was so low on energy, he was just so tired. Yeah. And I remembered I had the um, the energy gel and I gave him two and he said they saved his life. You know, he was like... Well, they're hey. really good. They can spike you, can't they? Just yeah. like jolt you into action. Um, they work really well. And again, what you said earlier, it's better to, to have it and not need it than... You, you know, not have it. Yeah, exactly. So I'd say um, they're quite light as well. I used to take uh, a few with me. Uh, was it the SIS gels? Yeah. Uh, we've been in touch with them, see if we can get any discounts off them. We're still waiting back, but we'll we'll let you guys know Come because... Um, <laughs> yeah, we need to tag SIS. It's been and years SIS. Been them. Um, yeah, just going through then. We'll, we'll power on, guys. Again, I know. Thanks for, for sticking with us. We've been going a bit longer today. Um, any head torch recommendations? It's from Jane. Um, uh, Tough Mudder says Black Diamond makes you not die, but tempted by a Petzl one. Yeah, so again, uh, depends on budget. Um, you've got Petzl. I think there's one called the Petzl Tika, which is our ticker. This is really good. Uh, I've got a couple of them myself. You've got Black Diamond. As long as they work and you know, the, the battery life's good. Um, you know, you pro like if you're talking Everest Base Camp, Jane, I was, I was trying to work out what trip you're on. Um, but if you're climbing Kalapatar, you'll be hiking in the dark for a couple of hours, so you need a head torch. Killy. There's my one. Uh, which, what's that? Is that Black, Black Diamond? Black Diamond, yeah. So that's nice. the one I've had. So the but, Black Diamond one. That was one. on Killy, right? You Killy, that I've had yeah. this a good few years. Yeah. The, re um, the only thing I, re I recommend is a battery one, or one that takes... Is that a chargeable one? Uh, you can put rechargeable batteries nice. in it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you only have one that's some... Uh, I bought a Petzl that was only a USB one, yeah. and I didn't realise when I ordered it online, and obviously... That's not great if you haven't got a power supply. Mm. So just having that and some spare batteries, that's really good. Petzl, really good. Mm. If it illuminates the floor in front of you, it's doing its job. Nice. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've missed um, one of them, which was from Kia, actually. I think it was uh, La Sportiva G5 boots. Have you heard of the G5? Sounds familiar. Pretty sure. Yeah, I are they, are they, are they I think overkill for Killy? Um, because thinking about it, I'm... Yeah, Kia, just, just to... I'll tell you what, give a little, talk I know. to them really quick. Uh, okay, I won't call. do that. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'll answer one of the other questions, which is about power banks. I think it's Daffith. Um, do you have any recommendations for power banks? Do you really need them on EBC? 
Uh, but guessing with Killy, yeah, so I did get one ready. Um, this is an Anchor power bank. Um, this is quite a new one, um, Steve. Little close up there. Um, so these uh, these power banks really good. Uh, you do get uh, they do charge. I think once fully charged, this does about seven or eight iPhone charges. Just to put it mm. into context, um, and they're brilliant. Dave, I know you you've you've um, you should be on commission with Anchor. The matter you talked about them, but uh, you introduced these Anchor. to me, didn't you? <laughs> Actually, it was the other way around. Really, was it? You I can't remember. The first time I saw them, me, was, yeah, you yeah. and Billy did the bomber track in Brighton. That's right. Yeah. And we went back to the pub. All our phones were dead. And you were like... There we go. So I, I, like, I forget. So, yeah, it was you. <laughs> uh, yeah, those G5s were overkill for Kilimanjaro. They are, um, right? Yeah, so they're like a, a C3 proper high-altitude mountaineering boot. You don't need wow. crampons. Okay. So you want to be thinking more along the lines of, like we said, something like that would yeah. be fine for Kilimanjaro. Yeah. It's, it's not... Technically crampon compatible, you could put um, just a generic um, multi-fit crampon on there, yeah. but it's not strictly a crampon boot, and that's a hiking boot, and that's what you want for Kilimanjaro. Yeah, um, nice. You definitely don't need something more extreme. Than so these that. G5s then, so more for like Aconcagua. I would say Acon Aconcagua, yeah, okay. that type of thing. So you see, they're a double yeah, insulate, wow. okay. insulated yeah, yeah. Um, beasts. Um, can you get the gels through customs? Yeah, yeah. They're not. Um, you know, we've 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 got them. That's from Lee, by the way. Um, can you get gels through customs? Yeah, they're fine, aren't they? We've never yeah, had any issues in the Yeah, you just them into your um, uh, jacket, secret compartments on your... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, uh, brilliant. Um, or you can buy the white powder to make your own gels, you know? It's like the <laughs> glucose stuff, so you can buy that. And... Uh, Jane uh, asked a good question about the weight of duffel bags, uh, our Evertrek ones. I haven't got the exact weight of the just the bag, know, maybe a, but they're quite maybe lightweight. Maybe a kilo and a half. Maybe, that... Yeah, maybe a little bit less on its own. Do you know what? I um, get asked that quite a lot when people say, "How much does I know, a sleeping we need bag a... weigh?" And I'm often like, "Yeah, because there's so many variables, <laughs> and uh, I've never just weighed just the bag. It's always got stuff in it." But good question, Jane. What I'll do actually, I'll get the bag. Um, not not now, but I'll I'll get it separately, and I'll let you know, Jane, because um, I want to know exactly what they are. So yeah, it's good to, good good to know where you start, right? Awesome. Um, Right, I tell you what, we've gone through loads there. I think I if, think that's enough for today. If we've missed any, yeah, um, Lauren can forward them to us and we yeah. can catch them next week on Definitely. Next, next week's one. Um, um, Lauren's looking over. I think she just frowned at me. <laughs> Hi, Lauren. Um, no, guys, look, it's been great today. Uh, we hope it's been really useful talking about equipment. Um, just to reiterate about the training weekend, if you really do want to join us, uh, do book in. Um, again, Lauren, uh, post the, the link to the training weekend in the comments. Um, yeah, it'd be great to, to meet you. Uh, if you can't make that, no worries. We'll, we'll see you at the Keswick Mountain Festival. Yep. Um, and obviously, if you can't make either of those, we'll be back next week with another Tuesday tune-in. But Dave, any final thoughts? It's so hot in here. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> literally, the sweat. It's like you're, it's like you're just climbing yeah, the summit. It is, it is so hot. Um, no, that was great. Hopefully, you guys have found that useful. Yeah. Um, I think we like to do a deep dive in equipment every once in a while. It's always fun to get our bags packed when we can't go anywhere particularly. I know. I know it's typical. Um, I mean, it took two hours to pack that. So, yeah. And obviously, any questions, if anybody wants to know about yeah. any brands, anything like that, um, any recommendations, then I never get bored talking about this subject. So, drop us an email. Yeah, great stuff. All right. Well, look, guys, thanks for joining us. Um, been great. Well, uh, it's been, been a bit different, isn't it? Uh, we hope it's been really been useful. We're going to try and do sort of one like this, um, you know, going forward once a month if we can. It'd be, it'd be great. With Steve, the video guy. Uh, with Steve, the video guy. <laughs> uh, but great. Yeah, it's been fantastic. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. See ya. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> thanks mate thanks now if, uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um, you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes try to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs> I'm gonna go